Welcome to Love Talk. This is Love Talk for Everyday People with your host, Tracy J. Hines, Leslie Lee, and Terry Saleh. What's up, Les? How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I think I'm allergic to the winter because I love 70-degree weather. Hey, everybody. What's up, Terry? Hi, Tracy. Hi, Leslie. How's everybody doing? Good. <laughs> Good, good, good. Can't complain. Can't complain. So uh, I'm going to get right to it. Guess what? What? Last night, I had a date. Yay! <laughs> do I had tell. A date. I'm back out on the dating scene. What'd you say? I said do tell. Do tell. Do tell. It was nice. It was nice. You know, I had some apprehension, you know. I am online dating, which is a little interesting. I've done it before, so I'm trying it again. And, um, you know, you just never really know. You never really know what you're going to get. You see pictures, and the pictures may look fabulous. You have a couple of conversations over the phone to kind of determine if, you know, you're dealing with crazy or, or not. And then, you know, you build up the confidence and say, okay, let me meet and see if what I've seen and what I've heard matches to the person that comes in before you. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. He wasn't exactly like his picture, but he wasn't too far off, so I didn't run out of the restaurant um, thinking, you know, this is crazy. And he wasn't too crazy. As a matter of fact, he was very nice. He gave me flowers and said all the nice things that a girl wants to hear on a first date, which, you know, as Leslie says, rhetoric, actions speak louder than words. So we have to see where that's going to go and how that's going to work out. But it got me thinking, you know, when you're dating, what are the things that you do? What are you going to say on those first dates? Are you laying it down the first day exactly what your expectations are? You know, am I asking him to show me his medical papers so I know that he's not uh, infected with anything? What do you do? When do you start asking these questions, you know, about stuff like that? Should I have uh, brought all of those topics up last night or should I have just chilled like I chose to do? A little bit. I think that's too much for a first date. Um, Dating, I think people tend to take dating out of context. Dating is just that. You're meeting somebody, you're going out, you're sharing some time with them. When you start to become more exclusive and one date starts to turn into 10 and then you feel like this direction is going to turn in some way, then you need to start asking questions. But just for a first date, who, why do you even want to know all of that about somebody that you may not ever see again? Tracy, before I say anything else, I want to know what did not uh, jive <laughs> with this picture. I, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, people put their best photos online. You know that, right? You you, yeah. you practice, you, you prep, you get yourself ready, so your best photo is online. What didn't dive is, well, online he has a photo with shades on, okay? So I sent him a message and told him, absolutely, no way am I going to meet you unless I see your eyes. I can tell in your eyes if you're crazy or not. And with shades on, it's, you know, it's really hard to tell. So he sent me a picture, which was very cute, dimples and very cute. So I was like, okay. But... He was a little slimmer in person than he was on the picture. So that 
that changes your look a little bit. That's all. So he wasn't like, you know, ah! It wasn't like that, so. <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious. I just wanted to make sure whether it was a turnoff or was it just an adjustment you had to make? It was just an adjustment, but a very minor adjustment. Again, he was really a really nice guy. Really a nice guy. Okay. Very respectful, very kind. We He was cute. We had great conversations. So, you know, but... Um, I agree with Leslie that, um, especially on a first date, there really should be, I don't want to say no expectations, but it's really just to get to know the person and just to enjoy, see if you can enjoy each other's company, you know, just have mm-hmm. conversations, get into anything too deep. I, yeah, I don't think um, the first date or even the second date is the time to get into any, you know, uh, deep questions about family history, medical history, that kind of thing. But I do think there are certain stages to relationships that if you want to have a successful relationship or if both of you are pursuing the same type of relationship, I think there are certain things, stages that, you know, you should honor or, for lack of a better word, follow for a successful relationship, and um, well, but I think I think I think. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say I think that's after you kind of have felt each other out and know that you like this person as a person that um, you actually like them, you know, because before there's love, you have actually have to like the person. Can you have a conversation with this person? Is he attractive, or is she attractive to you? That those kind of things are important. Definitely. We've been talking for probably about a month before I even agreed to going on a date. So I t- we got a lot of information and a lot of, um, we talked about a lot of things. But um, all that, that stuff that I said before about, you know, your medical history and all that, I, I too agree that that's too soon. But what I do think, I think that knowing what kind of relationship you're looking for is something that should be put out right away. I really believe that, you know. I agree. Yeah, and I think there's a way to have the conversation um, that you can keep it lighthearted, ask questions. And you know how sometimes people ask questions in humor and they're really serious. They really want to know the answer, but it's... it's Right, we don't want it to be like an interrogation. For sure you don't want it to be like an interrogation because I think on either side, male or female, that's a turn off. Nobody wants to be interrogated, you know. I think that it's important, though, like you said, to figure out what are the relationship goals, because I don't know what your your expectations are, but everybody's walking into this relationship with the idea or this 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 meeting that this is for a purpose. Like you're meeting somebody for a purpose, but to know what your purpose is and to be able to articulate it at the right time is real important. Because I'm 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 looking at it like okay. I'm in my 50s. I don't have too many more decades to go that I have to figure this thing out. I'm not trying to mark my age and make it seem like I'm so old. But at some point, if I'm going to be out there dating, what is it that I want from this dating relationship and make it known when it is appropriate? Because you don't want to waste your time. And it's your time. Your time is valuable. Exactly. Exactly. I think... There's nothing wrong with understanding what that person, whoever you're meeting, is looking for 
on a first date. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it, 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 it really depends, too, on what age category you're in. You know, and if you're 19, 20 years old, you have a little bit more time to feel it out, and you can just go and meet and enjoy. But I think in, in my category, it, like you said, Leslie, I need to know, are we on the same page or are we wasting time? I've wasted enough time this far. You know, there's no point well, in wasting more time not knowing. Terry, I think those are the things that I've learned. Something funny happened today, Terry. Tracy and I were on the phone. And while we were uh-huh. on the phone, my husband was like, uh, baby, you think you could iron those clothes? Because you know you go down to town, you're not going to be here, keep iron clothes. And I was telling Tracy, I said, you better figure out if you're dating somebody that needs their clothes ironed. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do need to figure out what type of person they are. Are they a traditional type of guy and expect you to bring their plate to the table and iron their shirts every morning? Or are they kind of like, you know, a new dude? Like, you know, self-sufficient and, you know, he cooks. You know, a lot of the young, some of the young guys now, they're the main cook in the relationship. You know, these are Well, the he's dudes. a chef, so he cooks. He's a chef, so yeah, he cooks. So that's... But, yeah, I that's think important. So. I think all those expectations need to be um, discussed. The question is when, at what stage, do all of these things happen in a relationship? So let's say you get past date two or three. What's the next stage? If you have children... Um, when does that person meet your children? Well, you know, my children are grown-ass men, so I don't really care if they ever meet my children. It, it doesn't matter. You know, to me, that that's, I don't have that issue. But Unless I, say you I, have I, young kids. kids. If I have young kids, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to meet my young kids until it was solidified that we were in a committed uh, exclusive relationship because you know kids get attached easy and it can it can be trauma for them when it doesn't work out and they're like well where is Bob or whatever the guy's name is where is he you don't want your kids to call him you don't want your young kids to call him Uncle Daddy no there will be no Uncle Daddy <laughs> <Leslie. Smart. laughs> Uncle Daddy Mm-mm. there'll be no Uncle Daddy yeah I I think you need to wait if you have young kids you know young kids they just they attach easy, you know, and if it's not going to work out and the guy's not going to be present, I don't think it's necessary for your kids to be exposed to all of that. I don't. When do you, do you ever get into the conversation about their finances? When do, do you ask? Well, let me tell you this. Last night we talked, we touched on finances. You know, when you ask somebody what their, what their goals are and you listen to their answer, and if nothing in that that answer comes up that touches on finance, you really don't have any way to, to gauge it. Am I going to come right out and say, well, how much money do you have in savings? And when you retire, will you be eating cat food or will you have enough money to buy food? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you can't be that direct. But when you talk to the brother and he's talking about I'm selling my condo so I can buy a house because I'm ready to retire when I'm around 60, you know, those kind of things make you understand that he may have a couple of a couple of bucks sitting around. He may have done something, but of course you need a more detailed conversation to figure out if, if that's talk or if there's a couple of dollars there. You definitely want somebody to be equally yoked with the finances so that you're not, you know, drained. I think you need everybody to contribute. I think it's so important because by the time you hit a certain mark in your life, you've done a few things. 
So if you're not open and honest and you don't put it out on the table, you don't know what kind of relationship you're getting to in the future. And then if there's marriage, you're marrying that. So you want to know that he doesn't owe the IRS or that he kind of sort of pays his bills on time. That's important. You know me. I'm all about, like, if we can't pay the bills on time, like, that that bothers me. And when I say on time, okay, so we missed the, the deadline date. But a few days later, a check is rolling in. I'm okay with that. But if you're mm-hmm, consistently mm-hmm. not doing things in a in a systematic way and you're constantly getting behind the eight ball and then now you want to date and bring people into your nonsense and then you're not even honest about it. Because finances to me is like a make it or break it. Especially at the, the, the stage that we're in in life because we're going through still trying to remain viable in the workforce because we're still working, but also thinking about long-term what does it look like for retirement? So we're at that stage, like, you, you don't want to mess up and marry somebody that's saddled down with a whole bunch of debt or even be in a relationship, relationship with somebody that's saddled down with a whole bunch of debt. And then they even looking at you when it comes down to the date. Do you think you can get this? No. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a young lady. She's in her late 20s, and, you know, she has a new boyfriend now. and. I just remember when I was in my 20s and I was dating, um, I don't know, I guess I, was, I wasn't having those deep conversations. I should have been having those conversations, and I think my dating experience before I got married would have been a lot better. I was just, you know, I wasn't asking the right questions, and I think it's important to know whether that person has the same ambition, the same goals, and the same... Um, principles when it comes to how they want to manage their money. And I think for me now, if I were dating now, um, it would be important to find that out up front, you know, probably early on. Yeah. Day two or three, we would have conversations. Day one, you know, obviously you ask, do you have any children? You know, they're going to ask if you have children, have you been married before? You know, um, where do you live? Do you still live with your parents? Do you, you know, are you living on your own? Are you independent? I think those are definitely dating one, date one or two questions. And then date three and four, yeah, you get a little deeper, you know, like, you know, what are your, what are your goals? You know, what is your, it's hard to just say what's your financial situation, but you do need to figure out whether this is a person who's had, you know, multiple bankruptcies and they're just, um, you know, very uh, horrible with their money or is it somebody that's really responsible? And because for women, security is a big factor for us. And if we don't feel that this person is going to provide the security we need, I think you need to know that up front before you, um, you know, get intimate and, you know, do other things that could take take your emotions uh, or a spin, and then you're not even thinking clearly. But you know, yeah, Terry, back I, I, to, um, what you were saying in terms of having that hard conversation about finances, I don't think it's hard in the sense if you put it out there, that means you're willing to share with, where you're at. Right. You know, it should right. be a one sided conversation. So if you're putting it out there, like, so what is your FICO score and things of that nature, that means you're willing to share where you are. So it shouldn't mm-hmm. be something that you're just trying to 
get from the other person. It should be a mutual exchange because you want this person to know you're financially sound and that you're not trying to be a gold digger. Exactly. That's what I was going to say before. Women may want security, but guys don't want to pick up, for lack of a better word, another child that they have to take care of. They want a partner. You know, they want somebody that's in this and they can kind of share things and, and, and help each other and grow together. Because if it's so a for instance, at what point do you divorce that? So, for instance, I was talking to a young lady, and she has over $100,000 in student loan debt. And so, at some point, the person that she's going to marry needs to find out that she has over $100,000 in student loan debt. She, I don't know. Student she, loan debt, to me, is not embarrassment debt. Student loan debt is... It's not about embarrassment. It's about you now are marrying somebody that money coming into the household, a a big portion of that is going to not be able to be for us. She still has to pay off $1,000 a month in debt. So that's less... But, you know, when you're looking about finances and you're asking people about your finances, you want to understand their financial responsibility. So... The student loan debt, not, I wasn't just going to say embarrassment. I was going to also say that's an accomplishment, that you've done something, you've gotten a degree, and you have debt. So that doesn't necessarily make you financially irresponsible. But again, like you say, your partner does need to know about that debt. Some people are a little uncomfortable talking about irresponsible debt. But financial but student loan debt, I don't think... But that doesn't make I you think financially uh, irresponsible. It makes you financially unavailable. Just like yeah. you said, if you're paying responsible, and, and, responsible or not, I'm talking about when do you divulge that? Because that person, the other person that you're marrying, needs to know that. It's not about irresponsibility. It's about, okay, now we're combining incomes, and I'm expecting all of our income to be available. It's not going to be available. I've got a $1,000 bill that i got to pay to pay off this debt. Right. I don't think that needs to be disclosed early on. Later on, as you're deciding that this is the person for me, you know, what else do we need to go through? What do we need to talk about? How are we going to handle our finances? When you've come to that decision that this is the one for you, that's when that stuff needs to start coming out in more detail. I think it needs to come out sometime before you decide this is the one. Because depending on who this person is, if she has $100,000 worth of loan and her significant other or the person that she's dating went to school, he may have the same amount. And then you're, you, 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 it's something that it may not be a comfortable discussion, but it's something that needs to be had. Like, it, that's so commonplace. Like, I hear young people talk about this debt, and when they come out of college, they're literally, like Terry said, $100,000 in the hole. To the student, to, who can start a life like that? How could you even wrap your brain around coupling up with anyone when you are own, you you married to Uncle Sam or whoever you paying these loans back to, whether it's private or, or, or federal? You are married to them. You cannot even share in a relationship fully a hundred percent. It's almost like bringing in this 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 unwanted child that you have to pay child support for. That's your student loan debt. And it's probably something that, for us, it sounds alarming, but for younger people, they know that that's part of the program. So depending on the age, depending on the career that they sought, 
they know that that goes along with it. It's just a damn shame that in this country that it takes that much to get educated and that it does have an impact on how you function. It makes a difference on where you live. It makes a difference on how many children you want to have or if you could even afford children. So before you even get to that place where you decide, well, he's for me and I'm for him, that to me needs to be disclosed early on. Yeah, that's a hard conversation. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I don't have that type of debt, and I'm glad I would not have to disclose that because I don't even know how I would begin to say to somebody, um, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I went to law school, I went to medical school, and, you know, I got about $120,000 in debt that I have to pay back. I don't even know how I'll begin to disclose that. To me, that's almost as bad as, you know, getting into medical history and having to disclose, you know, something that you may feel uncomfortable disclosing about your medical history. Right. That's a hard conversation to have. It is hard. It's a hard conversation. We agree that it needs to be had. It's just when it needs to be had is where I think we differ on. I think early on, before you know that that's the person for you, it's, it's not necessary. In my, that's, that's just what I think, you know. I mean, that's later a on, conversation as you bring it up. It's not something like, okay, now we're getting to the point where we're getting ready to start this relationship, and now we need to get to the nitty-gritty of who we really are. That could be casual conversation because a lot of people carry that student loan debt. I have loans. I'm still paying back. A lot of people carry that loan debt. Yeah. It depends yeah. on where you are in your life. So that could be a All right, so my, on my date last night, I didn't ask about student loan date. I mean debt. I didn't ask about any debt on student loans. I, I decided to just talk about what kind of relationship he was looking for. I decided to talk about what his goals were, and he asked me my goals. Um, and then we just had, you know, I asked about upbringing. What was your family like, 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 life like when you were coming up, and how many siblings you have, and things like that. So it was, it was really light. It wasn't a very heavy conversation, and um, I got enough answers to know that he's interesting, and I'd like to see him again. So, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I think it's a fun time. Like, why not date? Why? I think people, like I keep saying over and over again, they take the word dating and they turn it into something else. A date is just that. We meet up, we go out, and you go your way, I go my way. And when you start turning into something else, that's not a date anymore. I think the definition of date has evolved over time, you know? I think, and that's where the, it's convoluted. Everybody has their own interpretation of what a date is. You know, there are some women that believe if, if, if you're dating me, then, you know, that means that we're going to get married. <laughs> There's all different levels of what people believe dating is. So, so I guess stupid. there needs to be a definition somewhere and, and spread That's the dumb. word of what dating is all if about. If you go out on a few dates with someone and you assume that this is your relationship and it hasn't been confirmed, that's just straight asinine. Well... There are some people that, that are feel that way. Asinine. There are some I'm people not that are asinine. nobody asinine. That's, that's you. I'm just saying. There's some people. <laughs> I'm just saying. How do you want to get into a relationship with, and you haven't, it hasn't even been confirmed because you went out on a couple of dates. It's, it's the other person's fault that went further than what they wanted to. 
they gave up more than they were willing to give up. And then now they want to try to pressure the other person into we're in this relationship. You shouldn't have gave up what you wasn't willing to give up. Keep it to yourself. Well, that's something that people need to learn, I guess. I guess that's something that has to be learned, you know? And again, you give up more than you're ready to lose. Yeah. Let's take a, a five minute break. We'll come back, okay? Sure. It's seven o'clock on the time. I think my twelve time was in this season. <laughs> oh yeah, and I got a real pretty, pretty little thing in chat town for me. Cool love, anticipating good love. Baby, don't keep me waiting. And I got plans to put my
tell um, some people well, that were not going to. That'd be fine. That's not me. Welcome back to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. Tonight we're talking about relationships and dating and how soon is it too soon to ask questions. So I was sharing with uh, Leslie and Terry that I went on a date last night and uh, we were just trying to figure out if I asked the right questions, did I ask them too soon, too late. And Terry, you wanted to ask me something? Well, no, I just wanted to know how the date went and what intrigued you and how did it go? How did you feel at the end? Um, I felt pretty good. I felt pretty good. What, let me just tell you the thing that, like, threw it over the edge is that he gave me a long stem rose. I'm a flower girl. I love, 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 love flowers. And that was just a very nice touch, a very nice touch. Um, what intrigued me? It intrigued me that he was digging me, you know, he was, he liked me. He, and made it very clear that he was interested in getting to know me and um, was interested in, in all aspects of my life. And so that was nice. That was very nice. Um, what else was nice? I like. I think that is the- so cool. Because that's important. Like, I, I was listening to you the earlier segment. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But when you were saying that you were talking to him and you were making the conversation about him, people want to know that you're interested in them, just like he expressed interest in you. People just want to know, like, are you interested in me? Are we wasting time? And it, right. I think that is so cool that he expressed that he's interested, that you expressed interest because of the fact that you were asking fact-finding questions that involved him, not just you. Yeah going on a, a diatribe about who you are and what you want, and what, you know, you could do that later, but in the, in the initial meeting, make it about that other person. Definitely. I definitely think that was, that was key. I mean, so, I mean, we had a good time. He, he's not a drinker. He had one beer. I had a nice Long Island iced tea. So, I mean, that was good. Uh, we talked about things that we like to do. And he's not nearly as busy as I am, but he's interested in being more busy. And what I also thought was very interesting, you know, I asked him, how come, you know, you're single? What's what's up with that? Why are you single? And he said, well, I had been a serial dater for a while, and I decided that I'm not dating anymore. I'm going to take two years off and get to know myself. I've never heard a guy say that before, and I've talked to a lot of guys. He's never heard him say that. He said, I wanted to get to know myself because at this stage in my life, I am looking for someone to grow old with. I'm looking for someone that we can grow together, share, travel, and do wonderful things, and grow old together. He says, I'm not looking for, you know, the fast life or, you know, a date here, a date there, and I date for two years and it's over, and I date for another year and it's over. I'm looking for something more serious. So that in and of itself was intriguing because I'm looking for the same thing, you know. So at least I know we're on the same page. We have the same goals in mind. Will it happen between the two of us? I'm not really sure, but at least I know what he's looking for, you know. It's not a mystery. 
Yeah, well, you know what? That sounds like a good date because if you can leave at the end of the date and feel like, okay, I want to learn more about this person, you know, hey, that sounds good to me. At least you're not trying to get out of there looking at your watch like, okay, when is this going to be over? So, No, no, I, I, it wasn't like, and it was a short date. It wasn't um, hours and hours and hours on end. You know, I figured we go, we have dinner. If he's interested, you know, I give him something to look forward to for the next date. So, you know, we didn't stay too long. I think it was about an hour and a half, which was which was nice. Nice and sweet. You know, um, last weekend, we had met up. I don't know. Nobody knows that. But we met up, and then I saw some friends that I went to high school with. And I said to one of the guys that I went to high school with, I'm like, you know what? If I ever found myself in a situation where I had to be out there dating, I'm going back from one of those dudes that I went to school with, to be honest with you. I like the old familiar. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why not? Don't do it. I ever found myself in that situation. Why not? Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, it's nothing to be done, but why not? What's your opinion on that? I like the old family. I, I like somebody can reminisce with me and talk. Yeah, it's nice. Off I don't know. It doesn't necessarily work. You know, I tried the old familiar. It doesn't necessarily work. So I'm just saying. That's all. Just saying. Um, I don't know. I just it's think that that would be so much easier. Yeah, it's always easier to just kind of find somebody from your childhood or from your past is like Leslie said, there's lots of connections there. There's things you can reminisce about. feels like it's easier to, you know, jumpstart a relationship. It's easier, it's easier to communicate, but it's, I don't think that it's a sign that it'll, it'll be good. You know, it'll, it'll be, it'll, it'll work. Cause you don't know. I, oh, I don't no. think you know. Everything, I don't that we, everything that we discussed in terms of, relationships and what I need, and that, that stuff doesn't go out the window. So it's be a matter of finding the right old school dude from the past that has the right circumstances. It wouldn't be like I'm just going to settle for anybody. It would have to be somebody that, that, I can, that I can live with, but I'm just saying it just feels good to be in that old familiar. And maybe it's because I just, you know, I saw people I had, I, I grew up with these people. We've known each other since junior high school. Yeah, and sometimes you just have a old familiar. You already know that you like the person. You like them as a person, which is real right. important. Right, right. So, anyway, I don't know what the next date holds. You know, we'll see. He's been texting me all day long, which is nice. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think we'll this is an opportune time for you to just really get in touch with what you want be honest with it. Not that you wasn't honest in any other relationship in the past and be clear so that when you are discussing this with him or anybody else going forward, I'm Tracy and this is who I am and I'm not going to change for anybody. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it, try to make you feel better than how I'm supposed to feel. It all feels good at this. But I'm not going to try to put your feelings on top of mine and, and, and pacify your feelings first. Not to say that you've done that, but for anybody that's been in relationships and didn't go the way they wanted it to go, now's the time you can regroup, you can get back out there and, and reintroduce yourself to the world like, this is who I am and this is what I want. 
Yeah, and the young lady asked me this past weekend when we were hanging out, she said, well, you know, how did you know? How did you know that your husband was the person that you wanted to, you know, have a, be in a committed relationship or marry? And, you know, I think it's easy if, if the relationship and the conversation is easy, you're comfortable around each other. I kind of, I just felt really at ease. I didn't feel like I needed to put on any airs, pretend to be somebody I wasn't, um, just liked his company. Um, yeah, it just felt right. And hopefully that's how things will progress for you where, you know, you can't wait to see him and you just want to be with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> Today, you know, it, it definitely takes time. It, it, it's a process. It's definitely a process. And because I, I just don't want to jump into anything, you know, too quickly. I really want to take my time and get to know people. That's... Yeah, and you just you just ended another relationship, so you definitely do not want to be just jumping into one too quickly. I definitely respect that. Yeah. This afternoon when Tracy and I were talking, and she said to me, well, you picked your husband. And I was like, I did not pick him. That's why in his clothes now. <laughs> but you did. You did pick him. You know, I did. I you know did. what it is, Terry? I said something to her. What did I say? I said, um, you know, he's he's thin. And I like that. I put a little more meat on my bone. And she says, mm-hmm. oh, you're, you're, you're being picky. What do you have? Some crazy list? I don't understand. What's this list? I'm like, wait a minute. Can't I like what I like and be attracted to what I want to be attracted to? Didn't you pick your husband? I'm sure if he would have came to you four two and looking very frail, you would have walked in the opposite direction. She was like, "No, I didn't pick him. I wouldn't be ironing this clothes." So that's that's how that conversation. <laughs> but I did pick him, and what I get what you're saying because no kidding, I, I was there. Listen, I get it because not that this would have been a deciding factor, and I never dated short men, but anybody shorter than me has a problem. And I couldn't date a short man because I had to think about future kids. I didn't want you didn't no want to be babies. You didn't want your babies to be midgets? I didn't want no pygmy babies. I'm already short. I'm five <laughs> two on a good day. You know that I'm giving my kids every advantage possible. But also, you you need to be attracted to the person because especially if you're going to be married to them for 27, yeah. 28 years, I hope you start out being attracted because, you know, that's a long time. That's forever. That's forever, ever, ever. So make yes. sure. And, and so you, need like to know. you need to know if that matters. You know, you need to know if it matters. If he's 4'2 and you're 5'5, five, five, you need to know if it matters that he's only up to your waist and and all of that. Yeah, you need to have some kind of requirements and some kind of things, Leslie, that you can say you're attracted to. It's not being picky. I get it. I need to be, but I need to be attracted. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but then, you know, for the young ladies out there, for the young ladies out there that aren't um, as experienced as us in dating, yeah, you do need to have a list of things that you like and don't like, but don't make it so stringent that if one thing on the list doesn't work out, that you just are going to be really picky and hard to date. Because I just know some women out there are just extremely picky 
And they could be missing out on a good man because he might be a half inch shorter or a half inch taller or he's not the exact right shade of color that she was looking for. You know, there's a lot of good dudes out there. So, um, yeah, I have a list, but don't make it a long list. Well, you know, he, he, asked asked I go back. he asked me if I had a list. He said, do you have a list in your purse? I was like, um, not in my purse per se, but um, they're in the list, but it's in my head. And, and my list is more of character, you know, your morals and your principles. Um, things like that are, are real important for me. If, if you're a good person, am I going to like you as a person? You know, those are at the top of my list. You know, the height... And 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 the weight and all of that that comes in there, but not as the most important thing on my list. And I think sometimes, like you said, Terry, some people get confused. Like if he's not wearing sleek Prada shoes, what's that beeping? Does anybody else hear that? I hear it, but it's not. If he's not. Oh, okay. If he's not wearing only Prada shoes, I can't date him. Or or if he doesn't wear this designer, I can't date him. I think those kind of requirements are ridiculous. I don't know. But I remember yeah, a couple of weeks ago, a gentleman called in. Huh? Mm-hmm. A gentleman called in, and he was talking about his friend, and his friend was dating a younger girl, and, and he felt inadequate because he thought that he, you know, needed to do more to keep up with her. I think that's a problem when people date outside of their, I guess, I shouldn't say comfort zone, but outside of what they should be equally yoked with. Like, that age difference to me, it's going to show up somewhere. It's go- I don't care what you say. I don't care if it's an older man, younger girl, older woman, younger guy. It's going to show up somewhere, and at some point there's going to be some insecurities. I really have a problem with that. I think it's so horrible. Why would an old man wait a minute. Like take somebody's wait, youth like Wait that? a minute. Wait a minute. My, my date is younger than me. Um, when I'm talking about younger, if you round it up, are y'all close to the same age, or is there such a disparity that your granddaughter is, has a lot in common with him? Well, it's not to that extreme with my granddaughter, but if you round up, we are not the same age, okay? So now what you saying, huh? What you saying? It's going to be a if problem with round something? up, because rounding up means you take it to the next tenth or whatever. I know what rounding up is. If we round up, we are not the same age. So what are you telling me? We're going to have a problem at some point? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When you start crossing that generational divide, you start crossing that generational divide, and next thing you know, he's talking about things you don't even know what he's talking about, and you're feeling all insecure and looking all crazy. Is he that young? Well, maybe Tracy is too young. What do you think maybe, is too young? Maybe. Maybe the person can keep up. You know, some people don't mind having to keep up with the latest trend so they can keep up with a younger person. I don't know. You know, it might work out. Just make sure what you, do you think it's too young to make you keep up. Too What's young too young for me? I would yeah. say in your in when they're in their thirties, that's too young for you. Early forties okay. might be too young for you. Mid what to late forties is okay. But early forties and 30s, to me, I think 30s are off the table for 50. I mean, it's fun. I'm, a, I'm all about having fun. Dating a 50, a dating a 30-something-year-old is going to be a whole lot of fun. 
we're going to have fun, but I don't know if that's the person I want to be in a long-term relationship with. Well, so you know women are outliving men, right? You know women are outliving men. Say it again, Terry. So for you, Leslie, anything more than seven or eight years younger or older is too much? If you can't reminisce about the same things that I can reminisce about and know about the passion <laughs> on this man and old commercials and things of that nature, if you can't reminisce about the same things I can, I think it's too young. If I have to explain to you who uh, the tidy bowl man is, because you ain't never seen the tidy bowl man, I got to tell you to go Google it. You're too young for me. They, they don't know about Hollywood and Fans and who Don Rickles is. He's too, he's too young. Oh, my if gosh. If you got to Google it just to know what I'm talking about, you're too young for me. Some people like that, you know. Mm. All right. Well, like we're it. only five years. There's only a five-year difference, so I think it's okay. Yeah. So That's when you tough. round up, you're the same age. No, we're not. When I round myself up, I'm still five years older. Okay? I'm not talking about you rounding your age up. I'm talking about you rounding his age up. Y'all the same age. Yeah. When you yeah, round I'm it up. I'm just working I like how, how passionate you are. I am working at new math. Yes, I'm very passionate about it. I'm working at new math. And yes, <laughs> I just think that when the, the age difference causes problems. Because now if I'm an older person and I'm dating this younger person, I'm insecure because he knows things that I don't know. And I don't know if I even have the energy to learn it anymore. Or do I even give a damn? Do I even want to learn that new stuff? Probably not. Well, so far, so good. The age difference doesn't seem to be an issue. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, because five difference in the grand scheme of things is not a big deal. Y'all still have the same Five years, right? Yeah. Does he know who the well, tidy little... bowl man is? Leslie, I'm not asking about the damn tidy bowl man. That's so insignificant. Okay. <laughs> mm, that's important. If you if you don't know who the see, Mister Clean is still doing new commercials, so they know who Mister Clean is. But who's the tidy bowl man? Yeah, that's <laughs> irrelevant, my dear. It's irrelevant. I don't even yeah, know if I remember the tidy bowl man, Leslie. Stop thank it, you, Terry. Thank you. Remember, thank you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Y'all not going to gang up on me. Y'all know who the type is. <laughs> stop it. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> so many levels. Stop it. <laughs> so with all of this dating, you know, I have this poem that I'm going to read. Let's see if we can break this up and put it in here because these are the things. I wrote it a while ago, but it always seems to be relevant in, in, in when you're dating and, and not knowing what's going on. So check this out. How do I do this? How do I do this, this twisted dance that one does to protect their heart? How do I do this, this twisted dance, that crazy dance, so I don't look too eager or too thirsty? I know the dance. I love the music. But somehow this dance escapes me. Fear keeps me from dancing. Fear keeps me from dancing the dance that will expose my very being. What can I be so fearful of? Fearful of not feeling the way that I do or having to once again operate on the heart and do patchwork and try and heal. Terrified that I won't heal this time and I'll be forced to not believe in love. I so believe in love, I can't imagine life without love or the belief in love. Damn it, I'm in that place again. You know that place, that rocky place where you feel so unsure of love. Not your love, but his love and his ability to love you the way you need to be loved. 
how do I do this, this twisted dance, this crazy dance that one does to protect their heart? How do I do this, this twisted dance, the crazy dance so I don't look too eager or too thirsty? How do I do this, this twisted dance of love? How do I do this? So it's a little advanced for love, but it makes me wonder. I feel like I'm doing that dance again in dating. Feels a little it's crazy. Definitely a dance, and you definitely have to recognize you are doing a dance. And there's a little bit of game in there too, so you got to definitely be willing to play a little bit of the games. And they should be fun games and not games that are keeping you up at night or causing you headaches. If you're in that dance again, I say you need to move your hips and twerk it a little bit. <laughs> You know, I've been practicing my twerk. <laughs> That's right. Work it and twerk it. Work it and twerk it. <laughs> Leslie, mm-hmm. you have no sense, you know. That's all I, I know. got to say. I know. I'm just saying, you know, this is your time. This is time not to settle. Time to get the things that you deserve. You did your part. You worked your behind off. You raised your kids. This is your time to get what you deserve. I think all women need to hear Not that. Not what though, somebody's you know? willing to give you. Not what somebody's willing yeah. to give you. What you deserve. Yeah. I, I think that all women need to hear that message, that, that we need to stand up for what we deserve, what we want, and, and don't settle. Don't settle for something less than that, for sure. Because there is Definitely. a mark on black women's head. There's a mark on us. They despise us, but they want to take everything from us. And that they are uh, the people that can't appreciate us. Okay. Okay. I was just ready to ask you, can you define who, who they the represent? They are the people that just cannot appreciate black women. You watch and the there's, news, there's you see things there. that go on. There's a lot that goes on. The, the blatant disrespect that takes place when you see... An, a credible news reporter getting degraded by the speaker, by the president, by everybody. Come on now. There's a mark on black women's head. And people Why have ever this. Because it, Terry, it's you, the way. Go ahead, Terry. Terry, do you agree well, that there's a mark on our head? Um, I wouldn't say it's a mark. I mean, I think definitely when you look on the totem pole, um, you know, it's white men, and then um, depending on your point of view, then it might be white women, and then it's black men, and then it's black women. On the totem pole, we might be the lowest on the totem pole. I don't know if it's a mark, but, um, you know, I think it's, you know, definitely a struggle as a black woman just to make sure that you demand your worth, and the way you um, demand it is you ask for it, and you make sure you get, you get the right answer. Um, and I think especially in relationships, you ask for what you want and you make sure you're clear on what your um, desires are. And if you don't get it, then you move on. So I agree with Leslie that um, sometimes our value is not really recognized. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the age that I'm at now, I realize that the only way I'm going to get my value is to demand it. And so I'm, will- I'm willing to do that. Right. And you have to strike a de- a delicate balance in demanding because you'll be Yeah, there's definitely a delicate balance. Definitely, Leslie. 
definitely a delicate balance because if you're not delicate about that balance, you're either the crazy black, you're defined as the crazy black woman or the angry black woman or, you know, I don't know what's wrong with her, that kind of thing, you know. You definitely get that. I see that all the time. I'm reading this book by Ava, Ava DeReeve, I think, Jones, and it's about black women in leadership. And one of the statements a CEO made was that it's easier for him to talk, like when it comes to grooming or looking at um, potential successors or leaders, it's easier to go to a white woman than it is to a black woman. And then he kind of blamed black women, stating that, you know, y'all don't come to us. You don't ask any questions. You don't make it known that you want leadership. And it's so hard to make that connection and say what we don't do when you're not willing to recognize us anyway. There's a hard balance there. There is definitely a hard balance there. It's definitely, you got to really strike a delicate balance when you're trying to make your worth be known. But when it comes to relationships, now's your time. Make it be known. Let it be, let it be very clear. This is what you deserve, not what you're willing to give me. This is what I deserve. And I just think as a young person, um, you know, I, like I said, when I go back to when I was in my 20s and dating, I just didn't have a lot of um, guidance. I didn't have a lot of people telling me, Terry, this is what you should do, or this is what you should ask for. So, you know, it's, it's good that we can talk about this and kind of mentor the younger women and let them know that, you know, listen to this type of show so that you can hear from all the women who've been there what you need to do to have a successful relationship. If you don't have friends, your friends are probably going through the same issues and problems you're going through, you know, talk to an older aunt, talk to an older sister, talk to somebody at your church, you know, listen to and tune into this show. Because, you know, we want to make sure you're having those type of um, successful relationships. And and, and the young ones are having the same difficulties that the middle-aged ones are having and even some of us older ones, you know. It doesn't end once you get into this age category. What ends is maybe learning how to deal with, with, with things differently. You know, I, I talk to the young lady that I work with at night, and she just goes on about her friends and how it's amazing to her how she thought, you know, after you reach a certain age, it's almost like this pinnacle you come to where you have this epiphany and everything just goes well. But she says, Tracy, you deal with some of the same nonsense that, you know, my, my, my 25 and 28 year old girls are dealing with. She says, the only difference between you is that you handle it differently, but it's the same nonsense as being fed. So it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, Terry, I hope people listen. I hope they gather something from what we say and, and demand more, you know? And then I read on social media that Janet Jackson, she just threw her body out of whack had a baby at 50, and now they talking divorce. What kind of mess is that? What? Wow, already. Already. That's what I'm reading on social media. I don't know how true it is, but that's what I'm reading. She done broke up her bones at 50, and now they talking divorce. Well, she's got that. I can repair my bones kind of money, so she'll be all right. I'm not really worried about Janet. But, yeah, but in the crazy. same vein, 
in the same vein, it's a relationship, and she struggles with the same nonsense that we probably struggle with, even with all her yeah. money, even with all his money, because get his money, girl. Yeah, money may not buy love, but it buys everything else. It'll get you a <laughs> nanny. <laughs> It'll get you a good nanny. And a good plastic surgeon. <laughs> Put everything right back to where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I just want to say a few things. You know, if there's anybody out there that wants to advertise or wants to sponsor our show, you can get in touch with us. It's love talk for everyday people at gmail.com. Um, you can come on to the show. We have some open nights where we let people just join. But um, we're also available through IBNX Radio, so you can check us out online and just give us a call. If you want to advertise or you want to sponsor us, we're more than welcome um, to work something out with you. And uh, my name is Tracy J. Hines. I am a poet, a lover of love. I talk about love all the time. I wrote a book called Love Addiction. Uh, It's a book of love poems. It's available at Amazon. It's available on Barnes & Noble. The paperback is $3.99. I'm sorry, $10.99. And the e-reader is $3.99. So log on, get a copy, check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, You can listen to our previous shows on our Facebook page. Again, it's Love Talk for Everyday People. Um, There's a website, Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S.com. Our previous shows are listed there also. Um, Check us out. You know, we're just trying to help people talk about the things that men and women don't talk about and they should. So tune in every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. And you'll hear myself, Tracy J. Hines, and Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh talk about love. Come share the love, ladies. Leslie, anything you want to close with? I just want to say, everybody, have a wonderful week. For me, it's spring break, so I have a week off from work. And thank you, Jesus. And y'all have a wonderful week. Terry? Um, no, just spring is in the air. Looking forward to the warm weather. And with warm weather comes um, hopefully love. Love is in the air. No doubt. No doubt. This is Love Talk for Everyday People. Have a good Sunday, everybody. Good night. You say you wanna